This is K.M. Wyland, and you are listening to the 392nd episode of the Helping Writers Become Authors podcast. I always like to say that every story is its own adventure, not because it's obviously a new story, but mostly because the process of writing each individual novel is always different from all of those that came before. For my last first draft, my historical superhero story, Wayfair, which is still in revision phases, getting ready for publication next year. With that one, I found for the first time in my life that I worked best if I worked as quickly as possible, even setting word count goals, something I'd adamantly avoided in all previous books. This time around, as I'm working on my Portal Fantasy sequel, Dreambreaker, I'm finding a return to my previous, more leisurely pace is working out just fine. For the time being, I haven't needed the added incentive of my 300 words every 15 minutes goal in order to churn out optimal word counts every day. Taking it just a little slower, resting in the word choices, and enjoying the narrative progression is the order of the day right now, and I'm loving it. The latest post on my blog is six questions to ask to choose the right POV for your story. Discover how to use these six incisive questions to narrow down your options and choose the right POV for your particular story. To read the post, visit helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. And now I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast entitled Most Common Writing Mistakes, Flat Plots. One of the most deflating criticisms authors hear is that they're writing flat plots. Not only does this seem to indicate a certain lack of personal depth, it's also a sign the story is boring and forgettable. Fortunately, there's no reason you need ever fall prey to this pitfall. In our last installment of the Most Common Writing Mistakes series a couple months ago, I talked about the problems of overly complex plots. And almost immediately, I started receiving requests from authors concerned about the opposite problem, flat plots. On Instagram, Gabriella Joy asked, could you do one with under complex plots? I feel like my story needs more plot, but I love it too much to give it up. Ultimately, the pursuit of dimensional plots is the pursuit of all of writing. Although we might sometimes create misguidedly overly complex plots in an effort to boost our writing, the only time we create flat plots that is, plots lacking complexity, is when we're struggling with one of the basic tenets of rich storytelling. Today we're going to take a look at three of the most common culprits causing flat plots. But remember, the subject is far vaster than this episode can cover, so if you feel you're struggling to add dimension to your plots, just keep digging deeper into all things story theory. But first off, let's address a common misconception. Is a flat plot the same as a simplistic plot? The answer is not necessarily. In fact, as we discussed in the episode on overly complex plots, simplicity is the hallmark of a masterful author. By this, we mean two things. Number one, the author is able to mine complexity out of even simple subjects. And number two, the author is able to present even complex ideas so they seem simple. As William Zinser says, four basic premises of writing, clarity, brevity, simplicity, and humanity. Note that complexity is inherent to masterful simplicity. 
Therefore, we can draw the obvious conclusion that if a story lacks complexity, it's not simple in a good way, but rather just flat. So what is complexity, dimension, etc., etc., etc.? Again, the answer encompasses all of good storytelling. But summed up, simply, complexity and dimension in fiction result when the author creates layers of contrast in order to discover their ultimate harmony or disharmony. Now, this is, of course, the essence of conflict, just as it is also the foundation of all functional character arcs and thematic principles. So let's take a look at the three most obvious and important entry points to creating strong dimensional storylines rather than boring old flat plots. Problem number one, your plot is a straight line from A to B. When most people think flat plots, this is most likely what they're thinking. The plot isn't really much of a plot at all. It's a straight shot from the character's conception of a desire straight through to the acquisition of his goal. Yay! Snore. Basically, the problem is a lack of conflict. Remember, conflict is nothing more or less than an obstacle to a character's goal. If the character meets no obstacles, her goal, or worse, if she doesn't really have a goal to start with, you don't have a plot, but rather just an iteration of straightforward events. For example, mom went to town and bought groceries is not a plot. A plot is mom tried to go to town and buy groceries. Or as E.M. Forster famously put it, story can only have one merit, that of making the audience want to know what happens next. A plot is also a narrative of events, the emphasis falling on causality. The king died and then the queen died is a story. But the king died and then the queen died of grief is a plot. The time sequence is preserved, but the sense of causality overshadows it. The solution is to create meaningful subplots by layering your antagonistic forces. As they say, conflict is story. If you haven't yet set up a proper relationship between goal and obstacles, you don't yet have any kind of plot at all. But even if you've got the basics in place, you can sometimes still end up with a one-dimensional tale. The character has a goal, meets an obvious obstacle, overcomes obstacle, gets his goal, yay, hooray. That might work in some stories, but what if you want to take things to the next level? At this point, you might quite logically be thinking subplots. They're the obvious way to add complexity to any story, right? Yes, they are. But it's important to realize subplots only work when they are organic to the main plot. Just tossing in extra characters and complications is a sure way to end up with an overly complex plot, as we discussed in the previous post. The only way to create meaningful subplots is to refer to your story's hierarchy of antagonistic stakes. Every story offers the possibility for different levels of antagonistic obstacles, although not every story will offer the necessary scope to take advantage of them all. Inherent within each of these layers is the opportunity for an organic and thematically pertinent subplot that can meaningfully complicate your conflict and add worthwhile complexity to your plot. Now, the different levels of the antagonistic stakes are number one, global stakes. 
This is massive, world-ending stakes driven by an antagonist who wants to take over or destroy the world. Non-human antagonists also qualify. Global antagonists are often impersonal threats. Number two is international stakes. This is stakes between countries. When dealing with stakes on such a massive level, narrow the antagonistic force down to a single personified antagonist. For example, in World War II, the antagonist isn't Germany, but Hitler. Number three is national stakes. This is stakes within one's own country and with the fate of that country in the balance. For example, a king or president may face political rivals who oppose his national vision. Number four is public stakes. This arises from the conflict amongst people with whom the protagonist interacts every day, co-workers, family, even friends. And finally, number five, personal stakes. These are relational stakes that arise from the conflict between the protagonist and the most important supporting characters, the relationship characters. Problem number two. Your characters are on the nose. Flat is just another word for on the nose. And what is on the nose? On the nose writing tells it exactly like it is. No nuance, no subtext, no room for questions, but only answers. On the nose writing tells readers a character is a good man, rather than showing his virtuous traits through his actions and then shading them with the nuanced gray of equally vivid flaws and weaknesses. The epitome of the -the on-the-nose character is the Mary Sue or Marty Stew trope. This is an idealized and seemingly perfect person who is exactly who he or she seems to be. She starts out as a happy, optimistic, virtuous person who wants to save the world. And guess what? She ends up as that same happy, optimistic, unvarying person at the end. There's no evolution, no arc, and no reason to read about this person's journey since she never really goes anywhere. Please note, however, that this is different from a character who is demonstrating a flat character arc in which she does not change herself beyond overcoming some doubts, but rather uses an understanding of a specific truth to change the lives of characters around her. The solution to this problem is to beef up your character arc and your thematic throughline. Even stories that succeed in creating dimensional conflicts often feel flat because they lack thematic dimension as demonstrated in the inner journeys of their characters. Hello, 90% of action blockbusters. Or you might even see stories that try very hard for thematic maturity in asking hard questions of the world, but ultimately lack muchness because the thematic questions never truly impact the protagonist. Hello, way too many gritty navel-gazing indie films. Theme and its manifestation in the lives of your characters is the secret to creating stories that can operate on the simplest and most streamlined of plots while still offering a motherload of rich complexity. Every story, no matter how simple, epic, silly, or dark, offers the opportunity for character arcs. Indeed, I would go so far as to say that every story can be vastly improved by including meaningful beats of character evolution within the plot structure. I have, of course, discussed this topic at length elsewhere, including my book, Creating Character Arcs, 
But suffice it that your thematic principle should be founded upon two contrasting views of the world, a lie and a truth. And your character's journey toward his goal in the exterior plot is ultimately both a metaphor and a catalyst for this inner war between light and darkness. However large or small the thematic truth, it has the ability to instantly deepen any story. Problem number three, your story offers no surprises. A problem inherent in both the above symptoms is a story that unfolds exactly as readers expect. Usually this is the result of the author making choices that cop to cliches or fail to deviate from storylines with which readers are already overly familiar. Like the Mary Sue stereotype for characters, a lack of creativity within the plot can often be a type of wish fulfillment on the author's part. Enjoying someone else's story and wanting to live it over again by basically recreating it can not only risk edging over into plagiarism, it also robs the author of the ability to tap his own personal brand of creativity. Now, please note, I am not talking about bucking proper story structure. These time-honored dramatic principles are not plot in themselves, but rather just the guidelines for achieving emotionally resonant plots. Within the boundaries of structure, authors have the opportunity for unbounded ingenuity. I'm also not talking about genre conventions. When readers pick up a romance, they naturally expect the two leads to get together in the end. That's the whole point. But when that journey to that end offers no surprises, no deep personal questions, and no morally complicated obstacles, that's when the plot risks becoming flat. Now, the solution to this problem is seeking out and creating plot reveals. You have two choices for how to let your story play out. Number one, you can let it develop in a straightforward, linear fashion, telling readers and characters everything they need to know exactly when they need to know it. Or, number two, you can strategically hold back and dole out your story's necessary information to create suspense and enhance further opportunities for conflict. Every scene in your story should ideally contain some kind of plot reveal. This doesn't mean every scene must offer an earth-shattering revelation, but by carefully choosing how and when you disseminate your story's information, To both your readers and your characters, you will be able to enhance your story's existing complexity. So, how do you come up with all these great plot reveals? For starters, you brainstorm your way past the cliches. This is why one of the first steps in my outlining process is ruthlessly asking myself what would readers expect from this type of story and what wouldn't they expect. By its very nature, Originality all by itself offers dimension and complexity. The desire to avoid flat plots and create meaningful complexity is always a worthwhile goal. But in your pursuit of multiple dimensions for your fiction, don't get sucked into the trap of adding stuff just for the sake of adding it. That's a short road to overly complex plots, which also fail to offer cohesive thematic meaning while ending up as big fat messes. Study your favorite stories to understand how to create plots that execute dimensional complexity with the fewest possible moving parts. Then plan your own approach to take full advantage of your story's unique opportunities for originality, 
in plot, character, and theme. Thank you for listening to the Wordplay Podcast. To read a transcript of this episode, you can visit my website at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. And be sure to check back again next week.